Welcome to another edition of the Lodell Foodies. I'm your host, Michael Rowland, here on Tuesday, March 5th. We've got a very special guest today, folks. It's very fitting. National Cold Cut Day was this weekend because the legendary owner of Sarge's Deli, Andrew Wengrover, is on the air. Grover, thanks a lot for coming on, man. What's cooking? Mikey Rolls, what's up, buddy? Dude, what's up with you? How's father life? Oh, my God, yeah. I just had a baby. He's going to be – he's 12 weeks old. It's crazy, man. I'm exhausted. I, I do. <laughs> I give you a ton of credit. I can't even take care of myself. Uh, I noticed, you know, I've obviously been stalking your Instagram, and I saw that you wrapped him up in, in a Jimmy John's wrapper the other day. What what made you think of that and not Sarge's? So I don't I don't have branded swaddles yet. So and I'm a huge Jimmy John's fan. Okay. Been eating it since our been eating it since our days in Indiana. And they were they posted about it and I, I think I ordered it before he was born, knowing that it was gonna make a great Instagram post and I got a lot of love on that. It did make one hell of an Instagram post. Are you going to now get a customized made one for Sarge's? Um, I, I haven't thought about it until you brought it up. So I'm going to have to get going on that. I mean, yeah, Grover, we've got to give way more love to Sarge's over Jimmy John's. I mean, obviously, I have a personal vendetta against Jimmy John's with them not being in our delivery ecosystem. But I will give you that <laughs> back in the IU days, they did make a hell of a sandwich and it was one of our only options back then besides our food coma nights with uh, Peach Garden and, Pe- you know, House of Hunan. Wow. Yeah. I, I, those were the good old, those were the good old days. I do have, I, I did name a sandwich after him though. No way. The store. It's on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a Reuben with corned beef and pastrami, sauerkraut, melted Swiss cheese. Phenomenal. Wow. Is, is that your favorite sandwich? Now it's my favorite sandwich. I mean, how could it not be? I mean, is it the most popular one on your menu? Um, it's starting to pick up steam. You know, we just added it a couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I got it all over the internet. So we'll see. What would you say Grover makes or breaks a really good sandwich? What's the number one thing? Hmm. I mean, good quality meat, for sure. You know, if you got fresh homemade meats, and you really pile them high that you can like barely fit your mouth around, that is the perfect sandwich. So basically the, so with Jimmy John's, you probably like their sandwiches more for the bread because their meats, they're not like Sarge's. You know, what's funny about Jimmy. I don't know what it is that really gets me fired up, but I, I don't know. I just like brings me back to our college days and it's just like a sandwich. And then you got to put the chips on it. I don't know. There's just something about it that just, Holds a special place in my heart. Uh, so a little foodie nostalgia. I, I could appreciate that. Grover, speaking of chips in the sandwich, is that something you do frequently? Um, I only do that with Jimmy John's. I know you are a big chips on the sandwich guy. Huge. I've seen you do it. You're like, that's your thing. But no, it's not, not really my thing. I do like to put Cool Ranch Doritos on tuna. Wow. But after after that, yeah, after that, I'm out. That's interesting. I usually <laughs> do Cape Cod chips on tuna. I'm going to have to switch that up because. To- cool, cool Ranch Doritos, tuna, and like the biggest Diet Coke you could find. Wow. Life changing. That I mean, yeah. hey, man, I'm going to try that probably later today. 
Why not? Wow, well, make sure you send say, me pictures. How often do you eat Sarge's since it's front and center with you every single day? So it's very rare that you would like really see me sit down and eat, you know, a corned beef or pastrami sandwich only because I'm around it so much. I do taste it every day to make sure that I'm putting out a good product. But I mean, you know, I mean, I definitely eat it every day, but I'm not sitting down and, you know, making big Rubens. Okay. And in terms of looking back in your childhood days, what was the fondest memory or even earliest memory you have of Sarge's? when it was really a part of your life? Um, I, I remember coming to visit my grandma here a lot. That was always, that was always fun. You know, she would take me around and, you know, she would let me play with the cash register. I mean, how I was, I don't really remember how old I was, but I was definitely, you know, like five, six years old, but I mean, I was pretty much born in Sarge. You know, I was born in 86. My mom was, pregnant with me working in Sarge. So it's, you know, it's in my blood. I've been here forever. And what was it like, man? I mean, it was quite a feat for you to go from Indiana and transition into becoming the owner of an established brand like that in New York City. Can you shed some light on what kind of pressure you were under and how you succeeded at such a young age? Yeah, I mean, at the time when um, I bought the store, I was only I think I was 23 or 24. And like, you know, when you're a young kid like that, and you're now the owner of an iconic Jewish deli that's been open since 1964. You know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you, you got to keep up with the quality of the food and keep everybody smiling. Of course. And man, you went through some turmoil. I know you guys had a fire a while back and you had to really build from the ground up again. What was that like for you during that time? Yeah, so back in uh, it was the weekend. It was it was Thanksgiving weekend, two thousand twelve. It was a Sunday night. I'll never forget it. I was home watching football, and I got a call from the store, and they're like, "Hey, uh, the, the, there's a fire. You should probably get over here." I'm like, "Come on, it's, you know, it couldn't have been that crazy." And at the time, I only lived like four blocks away, and then the, and then somebody else called me like a minute later, like, "It's really bad. You got to get over here." So like, as soon as I walked out of my apartment, I, there, there was like smoke from four blocks away, like filling up the streets. So, you know, I ran over and the fire department was just ripping the place up. And yeah, it was like, it was 15 months of um, torture trying to rebuild this place. I, I but, can't you know, we, we persevered. We, we got through it. We're back. Yeah, you, you're back stronger than ever. And in saying that, Grover, how have you been able to keep your brand so popular over... As you know, the food industry is always evolving. We see restaurants come and go. You're in the most competitive city in the world for any type of restaurant establishment. Many of them shut down every year. And you guys have remained a staple and seem to be having a knack for ongoing getting these younger kids to try your food, which I think is incredible how you've been able to evolve with the times. What do you think the biggest challenge is for restaurant owners, even yourself in this day and age, to keep your brand and food relevant for people. Yeah. I mean, you know, first thing you got to have a brand and you got to have a good product. You know, I'm lucky enough that, you know, we've been here, you know, 50 plus years. So, you know, we're we're like a big neighborhood spot, but I guess today, you know, over the past couple of years, I've really invested a lot of time and money into social media. I mean, you know, the, the younger generation, I mean, 
they're just glued to their phones. So as much content as we could put up and get it in front of people, I think that that really helps. Yeah, it seems like it, that's all these kids are on these days. And do you guys have anything you're thinking about in the future with where the industry is heading? Do you think delis are going to stay the way they've been for generations? Uh, you know, I know you just had a baby. Um, where do you see that going with uh, Sarge's? I, I think that the Jewish deli business is a dying breed. I mean, there's really only a, you know, a select few of us that, you know, are probably here to stay. I mean, I, I don't know where this industry is going to be, you know, in, in 10, 15 years. I mean, I know, you know, these like ghost kitchen commissary things are starting to pop up. So maybe you'll see us in one of those, you know, down the line, but, you know, brick and mortar, you know, full service restaurants, it's, it's tough. You know, like you said, I mean, every day, there's another restaurant opening and another one closing. It's a hard city to, to survive in. And you guys, you just have such an experience. I was luckily in there a couple of weeks ago, even talking to your father-in-law you introduced me to. It's just, it's rare these days you have that type of culture where you walk into a restaurant and just feel like you're at home in your grandma's kitchen. And I just feel like there's something to be said for that with in the era where we're just, you know, getting a ride on Uber or a sandwich on one of these apps to be able to go and talk to people and feel history in the making. I think that's special. And I see you guys being able to stick around with that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like I, like, you know, I'm young, I'm only 32. I mean, you know, hopefully I'm here, you know, for the next 50 years. I could see well, not me. I don't want to, I don't want, I, I don't want to be doing this when I'm, when I'm 80, but. Well, by then are you hoping yeah, I mean, your son gets into the game? Um, you know, this is a really tough world. And there's a lot of moving parts and, you know, I, I don't know. That's a tough question. You know, maybe it would be easier for him to be a doctor, you know? And that shows but, how tough your industry you know, is, Grover. The fact that you'd even bring that up shows how difficult it is being a restaurant owner. And that's what I'd like to ask you. The next question revolves around a lot of people in my business even are always asking me advice about starting businesses. And anybody that wants to start a restaurant, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give them? I mean, really sit down long and hard and say, is this really what I want to do? I mean, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you know, you're, you know, if you got a restaurant, you got a ton of employees, you know, everybody depends on you and it's hard. I mean, if listen, if you got a good product and it's just, it's, it's just really hard. I mean, people are like, Oh, I want to open up a restaurant. I'm like, you really need to, you really need to think about this because it's tough. It's yeah, tough. Uh, it's uh, it's a lifestyle and you've you've hit the ground running, man. And it's awesome to see. And Grover, in your world, is it ever something you explore going out to other delis in New York or is that a no, no in your world? No, I mean, you know, I'm so busy here. You know, I try to check out the competition, but it, it's hard for me to really get out of here sometimes and. You know, I'm always in Sarge's clothes. I don't, I don't really need everyone seeing me. <laughs> you know, oh man, there's the guy from Sarge's spying on me. Of you know? course. So, what, but you know, I, I have, I got nothing but love for all these other Jewish delis. You know, and you know, all over in the city, and every, everybody's doing their thing and grinding. So it works for me. That's great. And what would you say your favorite New York restaurant is? Obviously, that's not your own. Um, I love Club A Steakhouse on. Uh, 58th street between second and third Avenue. I was actually just there last night. I had a killer T-bone, some fries, had a nice glass of scotch. Wow. 
Always make me feel welcome there. Yeah, it was great. Good place for a date. It's a great place for a date. It could just get expensive. Oh, know, the drinks and you know, steak and steak. But yeah, hey man, you can't go wrong with a great next, steak. Next time you're, uh, next time you're in New York, I'll take you. Oh, thank it's you, man. Best. I'll have to take another trip there yeah. soon. We'll make it happen. And Grover, Let's I know it. from our early days together when we bonded over Chinese. You're a delivery food guy. How would you? How often would you say you order in? Oh man, it's a problem. I would say I'm either bringing food home from here or ordering in at least five nights a week, sometimes more. That's what I love about <laughs> you, man. You and me both. What's your favorite food to, to get delivered? Um, I'm on a big um, like Middle Eastern chicken shawarma kick right now. Wow, can't stop. Wow, yeah, those are incredible. Those are yeah. underrated beyond belief. I don't eat enough of those, honestly. Yeah, there's there's a really awesome place by my apartment called Omar's. Uh, it's it's out of control. It's good. I, that's another place. You know, pizza's I try. pizza's always good. Pizza's always good. You know how much Chinese food can you eat? You know. Yeah. Well, as you and I know, too much. Yeah. And Grover, what would you say if last meal on earth if calories weren't even in the equation? What's your go-to? Any food dessert? Um. Last meal would probably have to be a chicken parm hero and like a nice corner Sicilian slice mm. and a fountain diet and a fountain diet coke. You love your diet McDonald's. coke. Uh yeah, like anytime you walk past the McDonald's, you got to go grab a diet coke. For some reason, their fountain soda is better than anybody's. And how about any dessert? Do you have a sweet tooth with that? Um, I'm not. I, not a big dessert guy. I love Bachman pretzel rods. Ooh, those are great. Do you ever dip them in yeah. chocolate? Yeah. No, but I have dipped them in uh, Tempty cream cheese. Whoa. Grover, you're introducing me to yeah. some combos I've never tried here. This is great. Game changer. I'm telling you. I'm telling oh, you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got two now, the Doritos on the tuna, and now this. Uh, those are both connections <laughs> I'm going for this week. Wow. Well, dude, I really I'm appreciate excited for you. you. This was, I know you're a busy guy and you're slinging food left and right out there. Um, I will definitely. Trying. Yeah, you're, you're crushing, man. And for everybody, if you're in New York City, go over to Sarge's. They're open 24-7. Dive into a food coma. They've got incredible sandwiches. If they were in Denver, I'd weigh 30 pounds more. Well, well, it's funny that you say that. We ship nationwide, next day delivery. Everything's on our website, sargesdeli.com. You just click nationwide shipping and you can get all your, you know, deli favorites next there day. There we go. Delivered and, to your door. Uh, what's your Instagram, Grover? Uh, Sarge's Deli. Sarge's Deli. Follow him on Instagram, guys. Andrew's the man. He's hilarious. Go see him, his lovely wife and his kid. I'm sure you'll catch him at some point in Sarge's. And love you, brother. I appreciate your time and uh, I'll see you soon. Mikey Rolls, you're the best. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I'm always available. All Thank right? you, buddy. Take care. Keep crushing. Be good, brother. You got it.